0: Welcome to RGM, are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. And here we go. You made it. Here we all are, living our lives... In podcast world and we draw close to uh, festival season is um, it's, it's, it's on its way out now and what a festival season it's been ladies and gentlemen um, I'm trying to get my head around this hangover. but bear with me uh, it's bank holiday into I've been indulging as a, a, a wedding yesterday and as a result of said wedding I was in uh, Wortley Hall uh, Wortley Top uh, Science It's like a Science museum thing um, And a friend of, A friend of ours Had a wedding there Absolutely Lovely little place uh, Travelling around On a little steam train And that You know That kind of stuff uh, Lovely little uh, Ceremony Not too long You know to, Straight to the point Get it out of the way Nice one Let's crack on With the uh, festivities I even uh, Had one of those Ghostbusters packs on at one point that was nice there's a video on the social somewhere if, you, if you're bothered uh, but anyway um, hangover yes yeah I'm nursing one yeah you know what they're like um, I'm just about to watch uh, Sheffield United batter Man City in the Premier League that's coming up on the telly in a bit um, if you're listening to this podcast then you, you'll have known the score and Man City is probably hammered as 5-0 but you know, we keep the faith with these type of things don't we uh, I'm babbling. Jesus, right? Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, festa, festival season. Uh, what I'm, I'm, I've been reflecting on how much we've grown as a magazine and what we've covered this, uh, you know, year already. Uh, if you look at previous years' content, we've not we've never covered as much. It's been great, and and we've built up a massive team. Well, not a massive team, quite a small team, but an expert team of. Uh, writers that are out there in the world covering these amazing festivals for us Uh, and I know a lot of the writers listen to the podcast thank you guys for creating all this content that's from the bottom of my heart to you all it's really appreciated just look at what we've done you know um drumlines kendall calling bingley why not edinburgh fringe um Blue Dot, Lytham Festival, Bearded Theory, you know, Stockton Calling, God, that's just off the top of my head. All these festivals that we've been covering this year is just, you know, superb, and I just love the growth and, um, you know, how much content we're bringing out and uh, sharing new music with the world. So, yeah, thanks team. I just wanted to say that as we draw close on festival season. We've, uh, oh, we, we've, we've made change as well. Uh, we did a podcast all about Ask and Music Festival and how they... And uh, how they weren't very accessible for disabled people, which we did a podcast about. And as a result of that podcast and bringing it alive, they do they do things like care packages and that kind of stuff now, and are uh, set up to be more inclusive for uh, for disabled people to try to get to music festivals. Which I think I'm very proud of. So I think that's brilliant. Uh, we've sponsored loads of festivals as well, Part in the Pews After All Festival, Wood Seats Live in Sheffield. Uh, every bit of money that comes through our we we pump it back into the community and try and build this thing as much as possible. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just really proud and really really enjoyed festival season this year. And to top it all off, I was in Bridlington last weekend uh, for for the Sea, uh, this feeling Festival, and that that topped off an amazing you know festival season for me. Just, Loads of like-minded people, loads of people that listen to this podcast as well. So, hi guys, uh, it's nice to yeah come up and loads of people come up to say hello. They, they like the podcast, which is nice. It's nice to see people in real life and, and know you're actually there. So, uh, to each and every one of you, that I had a good chat with as well at the fair down at, uh, in Bidlington. Uh, hey, Op, nice one. Uh, really appreciate your support for the show. Nice one. Going <sighs> a drink of water. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we've got an amazing guest on today. I actually met him down in Burlington. Uh, he, uh, he was introduced to me. and said, hey up mate. Uh, and we, um, we were having a good chat today with Carl Ward from Paper Scenes. Great um, enjoyed this chat. Great enjoyed meeting him. Uh, if I wouldn't have met him, this podcast probably wouldn't happen, so... It's just nice to meet people, connect with people. i felt like a, uh, you know, gone well with the boy. Uh, so I thought, let's have a chat on a podcast. Why not? Uh, so he's in a band. We discuss all of that. We discuss well, how you know how much support this feeling are giving the community. What an amazing event it was in Bidlington. And we discuss his band and just have a, uh, just have a good chat, you know. So I'm going back to bed anyway. Nice one, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Let's crack on with the show. Uh, So I'm going to introduce you to a new band, if you've not heard of them, called Paper Scenes. And this is Cal. Check it away, mate. Hey, Cal. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, proper sound, thank you. Yeah, I'm just about over last weekend. We had a bit of a good session, didn't we, in Bridlington? Yeah,
1: it
0: was a a good weekend, to say the least, to be fair. Oh, mate, uh, it it was... One of my favourite weekends of the year, I think so far. Uh, so basically, just so people know, we uh, we I, I met you at uh, Bridlington Spa. Uh, yes, this feelings yeah. by the sea festival thing. Two two days of pure joy for me personally. It was uh, just two days of great bands, great people. I met loads of people that knew about this podcast and, um, you know, pod- the listeners to the podcast, so yeah. uh, h- hello to you guys that are listening to this, <laughs> uh, and, and we had a, a few beers as well, didn't we, Cal, mate? Yes, yeah, uh, we had a couple of
1: good chats
0: as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we were good, we were enjoyable, so I thought, we'll get you on the podcast, we'll have a chat, shoot the shit. Nothing
1: we'll better be back for on, a Friday nice night. One. Yeah,
0: nice one, mate. So, uh, yeah, so, so if people aren't aware of who you are, mate, tell us... Who you are and what you're all about.
1: So um, I'm Cal, as he mentioned at the start. Um, I play, I attempt to play bass in a band called Paper Scenes. <laughs> we're, from, uh, we're from Manchester, um, as every lad band seems to be at the minute, but right. it's where we call home. Um, and then I also do a bit of like work and rapping on the side for this feeling. So
0: yeah.
1: um, I help, um, so I help them run their shows on gig night sort of things. Like that. Yeah, and. On the days of gigs, so they'll come to me, and I'll, I'll look after the bands, and hope it runs
0: smoothly. So yeah, just trying. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that—the life of a, a gig rep, because uh, I, I personally rep uh, the RGM gigs, and Owen, my mate, yeah. helps me out sometimes as well for it. If uh, you know, just because it—you've it, it, got it. Live gigs. I don't know. How, uh, people don't know how much work goes into a live gig. I don't think. Sometimes they just turn yeah, up with a, a little ticket on the um, phone, go in. Um, talk through the gig which is annoying sometimes um, yeah. <laughs> and and come to see the mates to see bands don't they but people don't really appreciate the work and the hard work that goes on behind the scenes for um, for us really you know so yeah. I, I, as a gig you're, you're in a band you're a gig rep yourself uh we'll we'll go through all of this and if you uh you had a few technical issues there mate what you, what you think i am as, <laughs> as say, usually, it, wouldn't
1: be, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be without would
0: it well it's fine it don't matter but, uh, so um yeah so yeah let's let's stick with you for a little bit i think so before you got into music and that kind of stuff what was like for, so you're from manchester have you always lived in manchester
1: I haven't, no. I um, grew up where, where I am now. I'm back home over summer. So uh, I only moved to Manchester when I was 18. So okay. as soon as I grew up in uh, a town called Ashbourne in the Peak District. So yeah. nice in the middle of nowhere with yeah. nothing going on. No sort of music scene
0: yeah. or anything.
1: The only thing we've sort of got was why not down the road. So that sort of mm. flew the flag for around here for music. But aside from that, there was never really anything. But um, So I grew up there, sort of always being... The, the weird one at school <laughs> who listened to the different music and wore the different clothes and right. went to the different things. And then I just thought, as soon as I turned 18, I thought, mm. where better to go than the home of music? And so I moved, packed the bags and went to Manchester as soon as I could.
0: So did, was it, did your family move over or did you make that decision yourself?
1: No, I made that decision myself. I went, I started at BIM Uni, so there's oh, like yeah. music, music college over there doing, um, so I do uh, music business and events management. So sort of, that's ah. my to try and nail that side of things. And then, uh, yeah, then sort of things have just fallen into place from there. Always been to gigs, always meeting people like yourself, like yeah. last week. And just, mm. I'd say, put your face out there. And then it sort of just spiralled into where we are now, yeah. two years down the line. So
0: so are you still studying at BIM now?
1: Yeah, I've ju- just finished my second year. I'm going into my third, well, I, started, I go back on in a week today back on the first so back from the final year and then see where the future takes
0: us from there so what kind of support does BIM give you as like a an institution
1: it, it's, it's brilliant it, it really yeah. is it's just grounded by people who are just like music is their focus everything they do is music yeah. so a lot of the tutors are in either industry professionals now or ex-industry professionals yeah. who So it's all sort of words of wisdom rather than textbook. You get the advice, you get the help, you get the support of people who have been there and done it. And for someone who, like myself, who's come from a place where it didn't really happen, to have that sort of just handed to you on a plate is bringing my eyes to more things than I could ever have thought
0: I did by far. So, how how do you teach like music? What uh, talk us through like what a typical day studying now is like?
1: It, it's a bit. It is a bit bizarre to be fair. It's a lot of what what, what you'd think. So, a lot of it is sitting and talking about the gigs you've been through, the bands you've seen, how venues were, how bands were. But a lot of it is just like it's, it. It's teaching you how to put these things on. So they'll be teaching you about contracts record labels um site plans anything that you have behind the scenes that doesn't really get spoken about until you need to do it so it's sort of a good foundation to build off when you go into that world so
0: i, I can see that bastard rishi sunak trying to fucking stop funding for this kind of stuff
1: well it wouldn't surprise me it's sort of like I say sort of feel like i'm living the dream at the minute, yeah. and. You, like I say, when things are too good to be true, it usually is. So you're half waiting for something at some point, but I'm um, taking each minute as I can at the minute. Yeah, I don't,
0: I, I don't blame you, mate, because uh, there was a thing on the news the other day, weren't there, where, where he's on about, uh, he, he, he wants people that are going to be studying to be kind of guaranteed a job at the end of it. And I don't know if that's just a soundbite by him, just thinking he's fucking a man of the people or something, which is, he's not. <laughs>
1: it's just, he's it, it just... It's into my ears really to whenever yeah. I hear stuff about it. Just I don't know, it's like I say it's not everybody's cup of tea, it's not a necessarily academic way of living. No. Uh, but it's it's completely changed my life. It's for being a you know, being like a young lad in a town where nothing happens to yeah. doing what I do now, it's almost polar opposite. When you speak to people around here and they find out what I'm doing, people don't even like understand it let alone yeah. relate to it which is crazy it's brilliant and i'd recommend anybody if they
0: yeah. want to do it do it you are you are lucky you were kids though because i can remember when when i was growing up i went to norton college in sheffield and i did hnd media studies uh and summer it were just like i don't know writing about films and that kind of bullshit um but where, what i really loved was uh like we, we did radio and that kind of stuff and that kind of Gave me the editing skills that I've that I still use every day today to edit the podcasts yeah. and that kind of stuff. So when when people look at these type of courses, they can be really quick to to judge and say, "Oh, oh it's just you know you just sat around talking about music." But there's more to that. You you, you do can you can yeah. take skills that you take into uh, the rest of your life and support other people. But like yeah. you know, I don't know, editing this podcast, it goes out to a few people. People seem to like it. Um You know, so so you, you can. Uh, get value, but what else did I learn on there? I, I didn't really learn much about the film kind of stuff, just to talk about fucking um, birds and stuff, and <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock and suspense and tent, uh, you know, trying to scare people and yeah. all the different techniques that, that you that, can do that.
1: That's what I did. Oh. Um, college before i left before i left uni when yeah. i stayed at the local college i did media so i did all okay. that sort of thing as well so yeah. you film video editing your radio yeah. Yeah, all that stuff so i, I relate to that 100
0: <laughs> they are really good skills to, to have though particularly video editing these yeah. days yeah. yeah it's definitely
1: hand, handy stuff and like, like yeah. with the being in the band and side of things as well like the social media side of things yeah. and knowing how to sort of put yourself out there in, in, in the best way online and see what people want to see and what they don't. It certainly helped out in that. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the video stuff seems to be like the new... Because uh, social media just used to be writing some it. And then it started to, you needed, you needed a picture to go with it. And now it's all video reels and all that kind of stuff. And all this cinematography
1: stuff that people are crying out for. So you can't that skills, you're laughing at the minute, aren't
0: you? you? You're kind of not going to grab anybody's attention without having, been decent at producing a, the right size video to put out on your socials. Aren't yeah. It? Yeah. Literally. So it's like, we
1: had it, we had a photographer, uh, the other week come to one of our gigs and he sent us all the pictures and then he sent us in one file as the normal ones. And another other ones fit for social media. And I was like, nice.
0: what does that even
1: mean? And then he sent it, looked, and like, God, yeah. And just like little stuff like that, that yeah. the regular eye doesn't see what these people do. It makes all sorts of difference. And it's, um, it's crazy, and a lot of the world we're living in at I the minute and rapidly changing, but people have had yeah, these skills that weren't necessarily needed years yeah. ago are now becoming the most prominent part of life, so.
0: How, how do you feel about AI?
1: You see, I, I just I just don't understand it. It just it feels like every day something new is happening, yeah. and, like... You, you just can't keep up like I don't, at one point i didn't even know what it was and then it felt like two weeks later you'd open your eyes and the beatles have released a new song you <laughs> yeah but and it's like where's this come from or what what even is it but it's just i think if it if it's going to help people then I, I don't see why not but if it's something that's gonna sort of close down Especially the industry we're in, with if yeah. there's no need for songwriters or producers or things anymore, then what do people do? But
0: well, I don't I, know. I've I've kind of been torn because you know I'm running this fucking magazine thing and that's taken over my life. Um, you know, AI. It, it, I've I've embraced AI in some places and I, and I can't go near it in others. For example, uh, write, writing things. I, I don't think it's morally right to use AI to write articles about stuff because you know. I just don't feel it needs to be a person. It needs to be an opinion. It needs to be real life, that kind of stuff. But things like uh, where I've embraced AI is like things like reels. So when I, when I've uploaded these videos to good old YouTube, um, I've paid for this yearly subscription thing to this AI website. That I just put the YouTube thing in and then it, it creates a minute reel or just under a minute reel. Uh, and picks out the topic, it puts all the text in it, and that kind of stuff for you. And that saves me hours. So yeah, that, no, that kind of stuff like, is fucking class. It's, it's it, brilliant,
1: yeah, for stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So It's, it, it, it's not there yet, though, because it, it doesn't quite edit it right, and it's, sometimes it looks a bit funny. You'll, you'll see from the reels and stuff we put out, it's not perfect how it frames stuff and that kind of stuff, but I just think it's fantastic for... When you're busy, you don't have much hours left in your day after a busy day at work, and you know you've got all this RGM stuff to do. Things like that can really save you a lot of time. So I'm embracing stuff like that. I think that side of things great, but but the words and writing instead of people, not not a fan of that at all. Um, there's there's, you know, and then it's so like freakishly
1: accurate as well. Like when you see yeah what it
0: writes
1: and how it's all like like God, this is like. It's good. It's good stuff, isn't it? And you hear, like, you see, like, especially um, I see stuff on TikTok when they make, like, these TV characters sing songs. And it's like, Jesus, oh. like, this is like, like, some of it sounds all right. Yeah. It's like getting quite scary. Like, yeah. this is becoming more and more popular. And it's not necessarily, like, bad stuff. It's, it's good.
0: Oh, I've not re- I've not really listened to a lot of AI music. I did listen to that Oasis thing that came out a bit um what what kind of does it does it feel like it's a person that yeah it's just just,
1: yeah it's really bizarre to think that it's
0: like who's singing it like
1: like, that's what i mean yeah like where do they get it from because like there's clips of stuff where like you say this new (laughs) beatles it's like how have the beatles made a new song when half the band like that's that's lab. not AI
0: <laughs> though. That's not AI because I, I watched an interview with Paul McCartney the other day. It's old recordings of John and Lennon. that they've brought back together. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an old demo they had of John Lennon. So they've they've gone back and used technology to clean the to clean the recording up and just solo his voice. And then I think they've done the same with George Harrison. Um, and they've used some guitar parts for George Harrison. So they've got the they've got the files. They've got the tracks uh, that are, that were recorded by him. Uh, And then Ringo and Paul, I think Paul's added some orchestra bit to it and Ringo's obviously done the drums and they've done a new recording yeah. probably, so I'm not sure that's AI the Beatles they won I hope it's not anyway. see, you see that
1: that proves more than I knew about the whole thing anyway well, so that, that's, a,
0: that's only the one it's only because I, I literally watched them earlier on today yeah. <laughs> about, you know, pretending to be busy just on my phone uh, and I caught I caught this thing that I don't think the Beatles what is I could be corrected I don't mind being corrected let us know in the comments guys just you know whatever yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm more
1: than happy to be
0: <laughs> yeah so AI then so are we scared of it or not then or do we embrace it what do we do i think it's a real mixed
1: bag into i think until something goes wrong we've just got to embrace it but
0: what could go wrong it's not going to go like
1: what what, what, you got
0: alexa's going to fucking strangle you something at (laughs) night. well yeah it's just become (laughs) they don't have arms it's just become this
1: it doesn't have arms it's
0: a little thing it's a ball it's not It can't get you (laughs)
1: I, I <laughs> but might, it's just I, I scarily right about so many things <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no, it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on it so you know 100
1: percent. People- yeah and yeah. i think soon it's going to be might not have taken over a lot of things but it'll be at the forefront of a lot of things
0: i think i, I saw a thing like you, elon musk wants it to be regulated because he thinks it's moving too fast too quick so I think we've probably missed the boat for it to get regulated I think it was probably just Yeah it's it just, it just it just
1: things these new things happen every day and <laughs> I haven't even caught up with the old things let alone begin
0: to understand the new <laughs> Oh AI, AI AI Well if you're scared of AI let us know in the comments if you're embracing <laughs> AI let us know guys let's get let's get a, a feeling of what's going on in AI world but anyway let's get let's stay in the real world for a bit then so so yeah so you moved to Manchester then um, and uh, wh- why Manchester? just think from a lot of
1: like I say growing up I think like, it's almost if you go one of two ways you've listened to your own music or you listen to your dad's music there's sort of no in between and my dad always taught me Oasis The Roads Charlatans all doing all the bands like that you just think where the fact that they all come from yeah. this one place it's all, it's almost like seeing like magical place that was only an hour down the road that yeah. like where all these people that I looked at for years, they all came from the same place. I mean, they all bought clothes from the same place, drank in the same place, and to think I could go and be part of
0: that,
1: mm. it was an, almost a no-brainer for me. I think to just sort of go and cast my net up there and see what happens.
0: Do you think? Do you think Manchester dwells on the past a little bit too much?
1: I think it's it's definitely become a fashion now. I think to be that sort of. 90s Manchester indie kid, mm. or or if you're not that, rebel against it. So, a lot of it is like, a lot of it, so a lot of it is mm. like, but I just think it's really like, is it really is it weird to say it's a cool place to be? Is that like an embarrassing thing to say? I feel like yeah. it's quite a sort of like new and trendy place to be where something different seems to happen in quite a lot of the time, a different movement and different yeah. people seems to happen. More often than
0: not, yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I just hear, I hear some of the old boys that have been around the music industry here in Manchester quite a lot. Just really sick and tired of always harking back to the Storm Roses, Oasis, uh, Smiths, and still harking on about it when there's so much new music coming through and talent that that's coming through but i suppose that's kind of for a big city like manchester with all the history and things i bet it's the same with liverpool with the beatles I, you know yeah it's i think it's just one of them things isn't it you know it's just us old. Well, well it's not even me i i i don't personally share that opinion i think i love the olden days i was a 90s kid um, yeah you know growing up with oasis and that kind of stuff it was my thing um but yeah it, it's a there is, there's, there's so much going on that you feel like you're missing out quite a lot in Manchester where I'm from Sheffield originally and I've been here, it'll be five years soon. I think, yeah. End of this month, it'll be five years I've lived in Manchester. So a couple of years you can knock off because of that global bastard yeah, thing. You're
1: that to see you word that we best not yeah, mention. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh,
0: and the, the kind of like, you know, the, the, there was always something going on. I think there the used to be more stuff. It felt like there used to be more like music festivals, like inner city things going on before the pandemic yeah. and what there is now. Um, I did read an interesting fact that somebody told me that uh, people buying tickets for gigs in Manchester, the numbers are way down compared to what they were historically, like for grassroots music, yeah. which, which I do see as a, as a, you know, I put bands on and gigs on, that kind of stuff. I have felt that and seen that. Um, how, how, as a gig rep yourself, you know, looking after this feeling gigs, uh, have you seen a difference yourself? Have you noticed anything? I think,
1: I, I think I have to say I agree that. It's like a lot less people seem to be buying into grassroots now. It's almost like mm-hmm. it's a risk that people aren't willing to take because yeah. you see more and more of these venues that are uh, so rich with history. And you look at the bands that have played there, the bands that began there, and, and the fact that they're now at risk of shutting those for good because they're not to people through the door and it just... The, I, I, it always baffled me when I first moved there just how much stuff is on all yeah. the time. It doesn't matter where you go, there's always something on somewhere. Yeah. Yet there's just seems to be nobody at these things that happen. And it's just, yeah. I don't know why I say there's nothing more I love them. and I say that is why I do what I do. I just love these, yeah. like, the Deaf Institute and Suffering, or, or Night and Day, where you can go in and for £10 watch three, four new bands yeah. that you never know in four, five years' time. We could be selling out the academy, the arena or anything, but people just don't seem to be taking that. Gamble seems to be buying
0: into that. fact anymore. Yeah. I think one big thing with the cost of living and that kind of stuff, people are, people are saving up to pay for the big things like the big festivals or the big yeah. thing, 150 gig at the Etihad or whatever, gig Coldplay or whatever. People are saving up for those type of events, aren't they? And, and, and Rather than yeah, sacrificing um, the little guys really, which is a real shame. Yeah, like it's always, always like that
1: spare five or tenner that people used to have yeah. now rather than saying, yeah, let's go down to a gig like, or let's put that away and save it. Yeah. Like I say with this awesome living and the, these increases in everything yeah. that seems to be going on at the minute, like I say, that sort of I think it is dying out almost that let's spend this extra money on going out. It's more let's...
0: Yeah, it, almost. yeah the majority of bands are quite young. The people that go to watch them are quite young. Uh, there's not a lot of money about within that community, I don't think. And uh, one one thing that I've really noticed is that people are buying last minute. So I presume they're just kind of yeah. Uh, like I, when I mean last minute, I mean on the day uh, or you know, yeah. maybe the day before sometimes if they're feeling generous. But I get it. As well, you know they, you know, they they probably don't know how much money they're going to have by the end of the week if they can afford it or not. So they're not going to buy a ticket until they know they can go. So they're going to they're going to leave it, which is you know I, I completely get it. I understand. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird little world in the live music scene at the minute. Locally. Yes. And I just feel I feel like at some point I feel like
1: it's got to pick itself up because it's almost too good not. To. Yeah. But like you say, it's just it's becoming that like. If people, it's not uh, like it's not the the first choice for people now to go and see mm. new bands and, and listen to them all the time on online as well. But actually, making that trip to go out and see them yeah. sort of isn't that first decision anymore. If, yeah. if we have like I like, say, get to a Thursday night, Friday night. If we have a tenor, yeah, let's go down and see him. If we haven't, yeah. well, make next time. Yeah. Sort of yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, so there's things going on in the local scene, but what an amazing weekend and a packed live venue the Bridlington Spa was for Friday and Saturday last week for if, uh, if this yeah. by the sea gig. I've, I, as I said at, at the beginning of this chat, it, probably one of the most enjoyable weekends that I've had. And it was lovely to see the Twitter community, the Twitter music community, which is a massive one. Oh, I've got a little thing about that as well. a lot of bands that submit submitting music to RGM when they fill the format, they fill everything out but fucking Twitter. So bands yeah. bands for some reason can't be bothered with Twitter, and the bands that can't be bothered with Twitter are missing out on a massive music community that's out there and an audience that they're missing out with. I don't, I don't, I, don't yeah. I think it's just laziness. Um, I just,
1: yeah, I just don't see why that isn't. I think, like, mm-hmm. for, for both me personally, and then when the band started and started taking off, yeah. Twitter was is a huge part of yeah. how I've got to know people and how, yeah. the, how like the music's been shared and how. I just, I, I think it's a, it's a massive platform, and especially like say at Britons last week, when it's almost like a celebration of that. Everybody. Yeah involved in that scene was all in one place and not a virtual one for the first time for a lot of people from meeting together. And to not be part of that, it's like, it's like you're missing out, isn't it? Like, Mm. you almost need to be a part of it.
0: Like, oh, all the, all this week on Twitter, there's just been so much like people sharing videos, and we've shared all our videos and that kind of stuff, what we've made, and everybody sharing each other's stuff. It's just, it, it's a it's a real good community. If you're in a band and you if you decided, I don't use Twitter, I don't get it, just get it, just get used to it, and just build it up because it's it's a massive. I, I don't oh. understand why people don't like it because I, I, for me, it's the best one. Uh, yeah, I, I, if I had to
1: like say if I had to get rid of. Any, if I could get rid of them all, and
0: keep one uh, every time for me, or, or X now as it? Ah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> as it's rebranded too.
0: But weren't it just nice, like walking around and just seeing, like, 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 do I know you from Twitter? I don't know you from Twitter. do know if I'm, just, I, just I, familiar, I, I, friendly faces. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. And then, and then people say, "Oh, I listened to your podcast. Oh, nice one." And then and then it's people that might they might not have the 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 uh, like a. a a more recent photo like people don't on social media. They might have a photo like from 10 years ago when they were a yeah. bit younger and they might prefer that photo on their profile picture. So it's like, oh, oh, that's you. Oh, right, okay. Oh, oh engaged, that right. is okay, you.
1: Yeah. Oh, that
0: is you. Right, okay. You're you're older than what I thought, but fair enough, whatever. Don't matter. Uh, but, yeah, but then you just have a good laugh with people and we were just outside having a fag when I met you and that kind of stuff. I kept seeing yeah. uh, a kid that looked right like you and kept saying, "Hey, Paliore," and it's like, "Yeah, what, you, what you about?" Here? There, there was somebody like that confused me all weekend because I'd had a few beers, you know. Uh, <laughs> and we started early on the Friday and the Saturday, because why not? We were away on holiday, um, and yeah, that confused me a bit. There was a doppelganger in there of you, mate, that confused the hell out of me.
1: Uh, just anything to make me feel famous.
0: Just, <laughs> really <like> <laughs> so, what was your favourite thing about the gig with this feeling? Because obviously, you rep for them. You you know that you you know those guys. You know how much support they give grassroots music. Um, yeah. You know, what was your overview of the weekend? What was your favourite thing about it? I
1: think I think it's exactly that what you've just said. So, like you, you see, as I've, as I've sort of got to know that industry and the bands involved and the people behind the scenes to see that all come together is something that you've seen yeah. so many people work so hard for yeah. to see it all come together into one weekend that so many people enjoyed so many people turned up to it like it, it's just like a really like satisfying thing to see that these people who genuinely care about promoting new pe new music new people yeah and getting people involved in that scene. I, I just thought it was like a real celebratory weekend. It was, were, like,
0: was class, weren't it? Everything about Yeah, just it just sort of like, look
1: at this scene that's been built. Yeah. We've been able to show it on, and then we've got it next year, come and join us, sort of things. So I, I just thought it was
0: brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So um, on to your band then, mate. So how, how did you, how did Paper Scenes come about. It's, Talk us through the beginnings of the band and why you're about, yeah, it and what you want to achieve
1: from it. It's a really, like, what's his story? So, yeah. we all we're all from separate places around the country. So, like, um, I, I'm, I'm obviously from Derbyshire. Uh, our lead singer Babby's from Lincolnshire and then our drummer and guitarist now are both from Rotherham. So we sort of all would never have come across each other if it weren't for all sharing this dream that we had of making music where we were and we sort of moved in and um when we, we moved into the traditional student block of flats and i was living downstairs and the singer was living on the um sorry i was living also the singers lived on the floor below and we just used to because we knew each other from you we used to like, Oh, right. meet up and then we'd have people coming around the flats and then we'd get the guitars out at the end of the night and you'd be yeah. playing some stuff and singing and having a laugh and nothing really serious until um i can remember one night because one of them did um does a songwriting course at uni so they're like specific his right song yeah. and they got, their, they got their guitar out got this song written and had the different bits of it. i didn't have a drum kit but we had like my bait and the and then we were playing it one night. It must been about one, two o'clock in the morning. And one of our flatmates, who wasn't particularly like into me, sort of come out and said, "Like, that's that's pretty good. Like, who's yeah. like who's done that? Like, whose songs are we're like, yeah, that's stuff we've written." And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good. And we thought, "Hang on, could we
0: could we do it?
1: Make that's so could we make this into a thing?" Yeah. And then we we had like the first couple of songs and. Um, so launched a band not really knowing what to expect but we thought what's the worst that could happen like if it don't work it doesn't work if it yeah. does it does sort of thing and we got we went in and we did our first couple of demos and got them sent off and suddenly people were liking our music doing like we sent them off to this video we sent them off to scruff the neck we sent them off yeah. to, all these different people and suddenly people they wanted to book us and it's like oh my god like people want us to play for them and then it's all just built from air and We've had a few chop and chains with lineups and stuff and, like, we've changed guitarists and we've changed drummers to like, various things. Everybody
0: changes drummers.
1: I think such, such is life, <laughs> isn't it? Things, things get in the way, things happen and we've chopped and changed around. But it's just, this. it's almost, it's like steadily building into something that, and it just so blows our minds every day that people want to listen to our music and want to come and see us play. And, yeah, it's just like, it, it, we, we started off, we played our first gig, on the 10th of May, 2022. And then from there, just people want to keep coming. And it just blows our mind every time. It's like, it's just sort of built from there into what we are now.
0: What's your favourite part of being in a band? And what's the least favourite thing about being in a band? I think,
1: ironically, I think my least favourite part is actually performing in front of people. I'm an, <laughs> really? I, I an absolute nervous wreck. So <laughs> I just spend the, spend the first hour before we ever go on stage, yeah. just, panic attack after panic attack, like thinking, oh my God, I've got to go in front of these people. But I think yeah. the best part is that, like, I think, I think it's seeing people like, cause like for me, who's been to so many gigs before, like I, I've, I think I've done like 150 since COVID now, something daft like that. And to know how music makes me feel when I go and watch it and yeah. see it live, to see people sort of sharing and thinking we're making them feel like that. It, it's brilliant, and it just puts a smile on my face for age And the people coming up to you afterwards, yeah, that was really good, or like we don't know what we were expecting, but that was better than we thought. And it's like, God, people like what we do, and like, we, we obviously love it. It's our dream. And if people are coming along and share, like buying into that dream, it, it's brilliant.
0: Oh, I love it, mate. And uh, you've got a couple of gigs coming up in October as well that we might as well tell people about, have not we? Why not? We, we but, may as well. We well, may as well. Which is well, we uh, lose.
1: blown our mind recently. So yeah, we we, we ended up getting booked to play. At Why not with this feeling? Yeah. Um, at the end of July, and um, so that that that, that was, was that your amazing. first festival. That was our first, our first major festival. Yeah, we've done a couple of like, we played one in Rotherham, which was like a local, just like local festival. But
0: we've done a couple in Rotherham. To the festival, Whereabouts like. in Rotherham was it?
1: And we played at the Cutlers Arms.
0: Cutlers Arms. On, I to ask you if it was. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then we played in Effingham Square. They put like a little. Right. It was like a Skate and Arts Festival, I think. So they just had all sorts of stuff down, and we got invited to play. So, oh,
0: nice.
1: we loved it. And then, yeah, we um, we got booked to play. Why not? And yeah. then sort of from there the ship go in. And then like I said, we've been booked for our first sort our first major Manchester headline with this feeling, which twenty yeah. seventh of October if anyone's around. Yeah. And then and then we're also playing um at Sydney own, Matilda. God's own
0: country. Sheffield. Sydney, Sydney Matilda, Matilda
1: yeah. in Sheffield, the great city. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the twenty first of October. And they sort of our first like this is come and see your paper scenes yeah. and enjoy. Like it's sort of like because we, we we spent we had so many support slots and like I say we, we love doing it because like getting to play with these bands that we admire. Like we opened for Spangled. Uh, oh no, nice. Academy um, three in March and Spangled are one of my favorite bands. I love them, just like brilliant really music, brilliant lads. And we opened for them. We also opened for the Lilacs in Liverpool Academy oh, too and stuff. And it's like love it, but we sort of like. We'd love to have people and see us. You know what I mean? and then to have our opportunity now is is amazing. So, if anyone fancies it, October, well, Manchester, we'll, Sheffield, place we'll, to be. We'll put links
0: for the gigs in the description of this podcast on YouTube, or if you're listening to it on the audio one on Apple, just wherever you have are, Spotify. Uh, what, what kind of trouble did you get up to, and why not then? It was.
1: It was just. It, it was. We just spent a lot of the time thinking. Like, should we really be here? Like, is this like, is this really the point we've got to now? And we are just, yeah, just being able to be a part of something that you've watched from the other side for so many years—it just sort of it blew us away, and we, we felt very honoured to be a yeah. part of it. So, I had a bit of a pet. We had all like had a bit of a pet talk before we started. Well, right, behaviour all weekend. I've got to make a bit of life. Oh, so you, you didn't get, get up to
0: no good. You didn't get up to any well, no no good.
1: Well, I, I, I bottled it. I was mm-hmm. never
0: going to get onto so No Good, but whether the other lads did and didn't tell me, I've got no
1: idea. But for me personally, I okay. just, I'll just... i let you off with that question, and
0: I'll let you off, mate. It is a bit of a milestone, though, for a band, is it? You know, when you when you get to be backstage in a tent and uh, a big festival, like why not? And you're getting into a festival for Note. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's always nice that was me. the
1: that was the big thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and we'd be like. We were in the um, in the artist camp, yeah. We were with camp and just having like you've seen all these major, like all these big bands you've loved. Their vans turning up, yeah. and like, where the campsite was, literally like behind the main stage, and then the quarry stage it was like second one down. So yeah. all the big bands playing them, just turning up all day, every day for the weekend, thinking they're only on the side of that wall, and we could just walk to them if we wanted to. So it was just <laughs> like. It, like I say, for, for being for because being a fan for so long yeah. having seen it from that other side. it was just it was it was unreal.
0: Well, keep it up, mate. You're obviously loving every minute. Say hello to the boys for me as well. You know, I'm going to of course I will I'm try and get of down course. to the uh, Oldham Street one. Um, if I can't get the Sheffield one as well, I, I love the venue, Sydney and Matilda. I know people. Yeah, it, know yeah, we venue.
1: we played there in December, supporting uh, our guitarist cousin's band called Sweet Beast, a really good from Sheffield.
0: I know like. Sweet Beast very well. Yeah, have uh, I I've yeah, had yeah, them. Top, before. Top. I, I had I had them the first gig they ever played at Sydney and Matilda. I had them on for our yeah
1: top oh, lads, no. Oh, no. and they asked us, we've supported them a few times, to be fair, yeah. and they've had, the, they've had us down, and we do quite a lot with them, so they got us, that was our first gig outside of Manchester, yeah. um, when we played there, just before December, just before Christmas in December,
0: Yeah,
1: and like I said, that was like the first time we'd had a proper green room, and a proper little like, stage walk down the stairs, and on, and it was just, it was brilliant, so I, I, we love that place, and can't wait to go back.
0: Well, mate, you're obviously enjoying it, keep Keep that uh, smiley face going, mate. It's, it's great to see you. I yeah. love to see people enjoying new music and just cracking on with it and doing it. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you in real life and to get to know you a little bit more today. Um, Cal Wood, mate, thanks for joining us. Cheers, Bob. No worries,
1: mate. Thank you for
0: having me on. Nice. It's oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks, Cal. Check out the socials in the link of the description of this podcast. You will see links to the band. Go and have a nose, eh? You'll see links to tickets to the... Sheffield and Manchester gigs coming up in October. Nice one. Right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can uh, dig out, check out the archives. Plenty going on in there for you to enjoy if you've enjoyed the show today. As always, tell your friends about us. Nice one. Um, It's always going to be a video version of the podcast, so pop onto YouTube and give us a little subscription over there. That would be very much appreciated. And, yeah, I think I've got all the... uh, uh, paperwork out of the way there. So I'm not going to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen, I am rough as, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so, <laughs> I'm going to get off, I'm having some more beers later tonight. Uh, I can't stomach it. It is a bank holiday though, so you're going to crack on, you're going to make the most of it, aren't you? Get some food ordered and that kind of stuff, a few beers. Get back to the gym, tomorrow and back on it. I hope. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm talking about things you're not interested in at all. So, thanks for tuning in ladies and gentlemen I will see you soon uh, for another week of music uh, we've got loads coming up we've got uh, we, we, we had a couple of guests planned to be recorded this week um, and it will come quite you know make it happen times and stuff but we've got some great guests coming up uh, I'm not going to say names because uh, they're not recorded yet so you know I don't want to jinx now you know uh, right ladies and gentlemen my name's carl maloney that boy from uh, rgm see you next week Doodaloo. welcome to rgm are you in a band come and join us simply click on the rgm submission page submit your music and we'll sort the of rest hello did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week. Come on, wait!